Welcome to the Career Solutions Podcast. With more than 25 years' experience in career coaching via her own company, managing and leading teams in major corporations, host Marilyn Feldstein will share her experiences, tips, tools, resources, and success stories to inspire you to find the purpose and passion in your career. Welcome to the Career Solutions Podcast. I'm excited to continue our season with Xander Kegg about taking care of your emotional wellness and how important this is when managing your career. My podcast is now aired monthly, so please continue listening. Our goal is to focus on what you can do to take charge of your emotional wellness so you can be a productive member of society. What we will not do is provide therapy or counseling in these episodes. Today, Xander and I will discuss finding your purpose and how it can affect your emotional wellness. In my many career coaching sessions with clients, it becomes clear that they're searching for their purpose. I like to say our purpose is what gives us a reason to get out of bed each morning. We all have a purpose in life, or maybe many purposes, and it's critical that we find those things that make us feel valued. We can feel valued by our contributions, which can be in paid work or non-paid work, whether that's caring for someone else, volunteering, or teaching someone something that you know well. I also think that we all need to understand ourselves well enough to know what makes us special. That can be our unique skills, talents, interests, and what we're passionate about. If you haven't stopped to think about what you enjoy and don't enjoy doing, then listen to episode one in season one to use my joyfulness chart. It will only take about five to 10 minutes to complete. Then use this tool to think about the work or volunteering that you're currently doing and how it aligns with what you wrote in your joyfulness chart. If you're doing more of the things that you don't enjoy than you do, then take some action to align what brings you joy. You've probably heard that if you're doing what you love, then it won't feel like work. It's true. Finding your passion and purpose for living will bring you joy each and every day. Finding your purpose can also come from your life experiences, causes you care deeply about, and those things that resonate with you to take action. For example, if you, someone close to you, or a pet had a serious illness or accident that led you to share your experience with others through writing a book, a blog, an article, teaching, or giving presentations. I'm always touched by those who turn a tragic situation into something good and positive that others can also relate to. Gwen Cooper used her life experiences with her blind rescue cat when she wrote the New York Times bestseller, Homer's Odyssey, A Fearless Feline Tale, or How I Learned About Love and Life with a Blind Wonder Cat. Xander, I'd like to get your insight. What are your thoughts about how others can find their purpose? Well, first, let me just say hello and thank you for having me back. Of course. The first thing that comes to mind is thinking about whether one has been given the ability, the permission to even pursue their purpose, right? There are certain cultural boundaries, perhaps, where some people are not 
encouraged to pursue their passion or their purpose. They're just supposed to go into a particular career, right? So we have to first know that we have the ability to pursue. We have the permission to pursue and then know how to do that. And I like to tell people, think about what is it that you do? And while you're doing it, you don't even notice time passing. That's usually an indicator that you're doing something that you're passionate about. And then how can you apply that into the kind of work you do? Absolutely. So I know one of the things that you and I talked about was having a vocation and an avocation. So talk to me a little bit more about that and, and what that means to our listeners. Absolutely. You know, in some cases, people like to blend or combine a vocation with an avocation. So the vocation is your occupation. It's a thing you do that brings you income so that you can pay your bills. An avocation is something you pursue as a pleasure, pleasure project, a passion project. The ability to blend those two things together to be able to do what you love to do and earn an income doing it for some people is the ultimate goal. But for some people, it's not, right? So the ability to keep them separate for some people gives them the time and energy to pursue what they really love to do. They might want to do a, a job that's hard labor, so to speak, that gives them freedom to think about ideas that they may be putting into their next best novel, right? Versus somebody who wants to pursue something. For example, I had a friend that was looking to make a career change. And I talked to them one day and I said, you know, I noticed that what you really love to do in your off time is talk about bicycles, ride bicycles, um, pursue, you know, information about bicycles, go on trips where you can ride your bicycle. I said, have you ever thought about finding a job in some sort of environment where they're manufacturing bicycles, they're creating bicycle races, they're selling bicycles, you know, and then you'd be able to be around other people who love bicycles and you'd be able to buy bicycle accessories at a discount, right? Like just sort of thinking it through. And ultimately that's what they did. They went into that line of work where they pursued their vocation and their avocation in a blended way. Yeah, that's a wonderful example. Thanks for sharing it. Um, I have similar examples with my clients and what take that a, a step um, goes a step further with that with the bicycles for example your friend could have been the person who created and led the races or organized the races or maybe um, was somebody who was able to help get bicycles to people who didn't have access to bicycles. Absolutely. I mean, so there are so many different angles to this, which is wonderful when you think very broadly about, okay, what is it I love to do? And the other thing I would add to that about avocation and vocation is when you're thinking about, do I, you, you have choices. Do you want to um, use the thing that you love doing in your free time? Do you want to make a living at it? And um, one of the ways to think about that is if you are, if, if that's your plan, when you go to work every day, are you, and when you leave work at the end of the day, are you energized and have the energy to now go do the avocation or are you totally drained and you are doing something that is your paid work, but it leaves you no energy 
for your emotional wellness to do the thing you really love to do. So I think those are all factors. I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, no, those are things that people will have to probably discover through trial and error. You know, my mother always said to me, if you want to travel for a living, go work in an airline, right? And then regardless of what you do at the airline, you will get free miles. You'll get to travel for free, right? Like, it's like, it's just a matter of having the energy and the time and the ability to spend time thinking about who am I? What do I want to do? Where can I do it? And how do I get that? You know, how do I get to that goal? Which and is, being able to be able to afford that time. Absolutely. And it's perfect segue. So now we're going to talk about your goals. And once you've identified the things that bring you joy, then it's helpful to create a goal toward your purpose. These are the things that you can accomplish each day. Because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by a large goal. But if you break it down into bite-sized chunks you will be able to see how you're making progress. You can also think in terms of short and long-term goals to help you determine your next steps. For example, let's say your purpose is to teach others how to do something. First decide what you'll teach, which is the end goal. Then think of the variety of ways to teach it. Will it be online through your own program, at a college or a university? in workshops, or working with a company to provide your knowledge. Don't get overwhelmed as you'll uncover new information each step you take. Have some fun with it, and you will be closer to finding your purpose. You'll know if this is something you want to continue from the inspiration and feedback you get from the participants you teach and your colleagues. Xander, can you think of other examples related to reaching your goals? Absolutely. So for people who are maybe struggling or they just don't know, they don't know what they're passionate about. They don't know what their purpose is. One way to think about it is, let's say you have a magic wand and when you, you can wave that magic wand and that, that issue that you think should be um, eradicated or those people that you think should be helped or that building that should be built or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to make happen. Right. So then start with that and then find somebody who's doing that. Find someone who's doing the job or is working in the environment or um, tackling the social issue that you want to tackle and make contact with them. Maybe it's through a social media connection like LinkedIn, and then ask them if they would mentor you or ask them if you can shadow them. Ask them if you can do an interview with them to find out how did you get to this place? What do you love about what you do? What would you change about what you do? What would you recommend I do in order to pursue the same goal or a similar goal? And that's an excellent idea. And I will, I'm going to add to that. Um, I think that this is such a critical point, Xander, because so many times we operate in a vacuum. And what I mean by that is, so we get this idea in our head, but we aren't really, we might do research online. We might read about it, but we don't really know what it could look like until we talk to people. And the more conversations you have, you start realizing the variety of ways that you can use your idea. And, and it, I think it reinforces 
that you're on the right path or you're not on the right path or um, it and, and I will and let me I need to add this point. This is an important point because I Xander and I have both done this in our lives and our careers is that you will run into people when you talk about your purpose, you'll run into people who will probably shoot holes in your ideas. And I call them obstacles that you want to overcome. So if you're really passionate about something, then my belief is don't let anybody stand in your way. You, you know, have that vision, have that goal, and keep moving forward. And it is baby steps. That's exactly how I got to where I am today with my career. And, you know, and there are always people who, are, who would say, well, instead of opening a business, why don't you just go work for someone? And if you've been doing that your entire career, you may say, but I, I want to know if I can do this. And, and also, I would add, um, and we could talk about this probably all day, but I would add um, that there's a fear of failure. Like, what if I try this thing and I fail at it? And so, and I don't know, I'm going to find out in a second what Xander thinks, but I don't really believe we fail. I believe that every step you take is one step closer to finding out if this works. And I would advise giving yourself some room, some wiggle room to make adjustments along the way so that if you're going in one direction and you keep hitting roadblocks and like, okay, maybe I need to shift and go into a slightly different way or maybe make a major change. So I know I did that with my business and I think um, the most successful and the happiest people figure it out the way they want to do it. So Xander, please add to that. Yes, I agree that it's not about failure. It's about attempt. It's about trying. It's about doing new things and learning whether you're good at it or not, whether you can succeed at it or not, based on your own understanding, your own determination, not what other people are telling you. I recently made a pivot from working for an agency, doing social work, to branching out on my own in the middle of a pandemic, which most people would think is not smart, and I have been very successful at it. And that's because I found a niche and, and that is, you know, there, I noticed a gap and I worked to fill the gap. And that's, that really is what paid off for me. And I know a lot of people who have done that. It's like working towards noticing what, what is not being done. I'm sure there are lots of people doing the kind of work I do. There are lots of people doing the kind of work you do, Marilyn, but that doesn't mean that there's enough people doing it. Right. And so filling gaps uh, most of the time people will see that as i don't know you're dreaming or you know you're not going to be successful it's too risky it's it may be it may be risky and you might not be as successful as you'd like at it but you won't know until you try right excellent point so i a couple of things i would like to add is um, I, there's always a risk. There's a risk in staying in your job that you do not like. I mean, the company could close. They could lay you off. Um, there, there's always a risk. And I like to say take calculated risk, not crazy risk, but calculated risk. And, um, and, and as Xander said, I mean, um, I totally agree. I do this with all my clients is um, find that void. Find that one aspect where it doesn't where it's not happening because there's a need 
And I can tell you that's exactly what I did when I launched my business. And I kept saying, I don't understand why, why aren't there people to help us? You know, there, I mean, there are guidance counselors in schools. I'm not sure they, um, how much they help, but, but why aren't there people, professionals who can help? And when I started this almost 21 years ago, what I'm doing did not exist. And I was determined and I had a goal and I was driven. And I can tell you, it does not feel like work. And that's what you want. And then you to go back to finding your purpose. It's it really is. What is it that you offer to other people? There's a need and they value what you have to offer and they will compensate you for that. Absolutely. I mean, and to bring in the wellness piece here, if we have self-limiting beliefs or if we're too vulnerable to other people's self-limiting ideas, and we don't pursue our passion, our purpose, we're going to end up feeling unfulfilled. And if we feel unfulfilled, it can affect our energy and our sense of um, joy, right? So we may end up in not a clinical sense depressed, but our energies could be depressed. Our mood could be depressed. Not that we need medication, but if we don't take care of that, that could lead us into despair, right? Because our sense of worth, our sense of purpose is so often tied to what we do, whether it's a vocation or a vocation or the blend. But our worthiness, our sense of self, our self-esteem comes from what we're doing, how we're doing it, and with whom we're doing it. Right, absolutely. And we're going to talk more about that in our next episode. So, perfect way to close today's episode. Xander, thank you so much. You're welcome. In today's episode, Xander Keg and I talked about finding your purpose and how this can help your emotional wellness. I recommended making a list of those things you're passionate about and what brings you joy. We also discussed how your vocation and avocation can align or remain separate based on what's important to you. You'll know it when you find your purpose, as your goals will provide the path and you'll want to jump out of bed each and every day to share your passion and purpose with others. So we want you to think about those things you absolutely love to do, what you're passionate about, and how these things connect to your purpose in life. Please join us next month when we'll discuss how your identity can be tied to your purpose and emotional wellness. Please share my podcast with your friends and family. You can also hear me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and other major podcast directories. Thank you for listening.